0: Oh, wow, yeah. We are uh, what I call small time entrepreneurs. We earn a living independently with tools on the internet and classic business best practices. And in this show and all the others on this podcast, we publish our conversations about building a thriving, sustainable business that you can be proud of and that will also support your family. And there's nothing small time about that. Your hosts are, if this was AMC's hit zombie-killing show, The Walking Dead. Oh, God, I'm so happy that's back on the air, by the way. Corbett would be Rick Grimes, dependable, cool-headed in a crisis, with an air of absolute authority. And he's looking kind of haggard now this season. You notice that? Really making him a little little intense. Kind of like Corbett. Yeah, sure. Chase would be—that's me. Chase would be Daryl Dixon, moody, (laughs) loyal, a big fan of hard liquor, And cute in an unconventional kind of way. And Barrett, he would be Michonne. (laughs) Always popping up with his ninja-like skills, understated manner, and an impressive head of hair. (laughs) I guess you must uh, know about the show to find that as funny as I do. That one comes to us from Brooke McAllery. Brooke McAllery in Australia. Thanks so much, Brooke. I love that one. In this episode... How do you go about building new skills when you need them, but you don't yet have them? Maybe you need to learn how to create a blog post or or, or a blog in general, a podcast, or, or get better at design. Maybe you need to do some customer research for your market, but you don't know how. I've been stuck in that mire before. There's too much to learn. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to expect. I don't necessarily know who I should talk to about like who the experts are and stuff like that. Uh... But what I didn't know then is that there's there really are some stages to learning new skills. And with a little zooming out and structured question asking, the mire there can turn into solid ground, next steps, and progress. So whatever you're trying to get better at, in this episode, we're going to help you dissect it and discover the next steps by sharing our specific stories. And Barrett's on coaching, by the way, uh, when he gets into uh, his bit on how he learned how to do coaching and the, the steps that he took. It's worth the price of admission for this extremely valuable uh, and and costly podcast on its own. So we're going to tell some of our own stories uh, of how we learn stuff and then uh, kind of turn it towards you guys uh, and sort of create a bit of a process for learning a new skill starting from ground zero. Follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 77. That's seven seven. Right next to each other. Nothing in between. I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. So let's get into it. Yesterday, the last couple of days, we were, had a focus on coming up with ideas, things we wanted to change, things we knew and we had been talking about before, and then just getting them done, uh-huh. like doing them right yeah. then. That felt great. That was awesome. Why talk when and you a can lot do? Of, yeah, and a lot of it was like sort of code-based, making changes on the site, doing some AV testing, stuff like that, stuff that had a real tangible impact and you, could, you can watch the results of. Uh, and then today, we got real high level, like why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? Here's all the things that we do. Here's all the roles that we have. Here's how we have to reshape and re, rejigger things. Um to sort of move around the roles that the company needs us to do and like who owns what and all that sort of stuff. And uh, for some reason, I haven't been able to sleep since we got here. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't know why. Like we're neither partying hard enough nor not hard <laughs> enough to justify. It's just like the <laughs> exact wrong amount of partying. Oh, it's the 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 dead zone of partying where there's not really we, re- we haven't really gone out and done done much. No, we're we did mini hearing. golf.
1: We're trying to have brain
0: power the mini next golf. day. Mini golf, and so the last two nights uh, being here in San Francisco, or was it, has it been three? I don't know because all I know is I've gotten three hours of sleep between yeah. the last two nights, uh, and it's just a nightmare for me. So, and it's I can normally deal with that one night. I even took melatonin. Like I don't do that. I got melatonin pills, took them. Couldn't like couldn't sleep. I don't know. What it probably the, made it worse my, somehow. My yeah, my mind is yeah, just a somehow. nightmare. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, like middle of the night, that happens. Three mm-hmm. in the morning or mm-hmm. whatever, two in the morning, I get out of bed and I'm like zombie state. Like my body's like, what how, how am I supposed to do this? But my mind's still going like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want to do? You, you got to take a pee. You got to take a pee. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me need What do you, you lie down? It's like, okay, ready to go to bed. Ready to, go to bed. Okay, here we go. Let's try to sleep. Try to sleep. You have a four year old in there. <laughs> oh, dude, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what's wrong. Uh, so, anyways, man. we're dealing with that or a puppy. I, I took a 26 minute power nap.
2: Yep. Yeah, I well,
0: exactly you didn't really sleep though, right? That, uh, no, I just kind of sat in bed, <clears throat> laid there. I, every once, normally I get like uh, one of those like not off things. Mm-hmm. Like as you like, didn't get that, tonight. like the guy sitting next to you on the airplane who you see his head just constantly dip down. That guy was sitting next to me the other day, dude. And the guy next Isn't to me, is that weird? Mm-hmm. Some people do that for like hours at a time. Dude, he right? did it it's the crazy. whole two hour flight. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat>
1: like
0: I'm like, I just wanted to reach over and just go, dude. Put take your neck pillow and turn it around backwards. <laughs> yeah. Just put it fucking put it backwards. Yeah, because you
1: might hurt yourself.
0: And just lean into it. You got here you go. I know. So I've done th- that before. I've been in that you get
1: sometimes just so tired. So yeah. suffice it yeah. to
0: say, uh, I'm I have been so tired managing the energy levels, but we're doing good. Honestly, talking all that high level stuff really drained me. Man, uh, you really get drained from that. Yeah. Well, Barrett- normally I get excited, but it's just like I saw this. I saw my my pile of things that I didn't want to do growing and growing and growing. Yeah. And so it's just like I don't like this conversation at all, you guys. <laughs> this is feeling an awful lot like a job.
1: Like this is it. <laughs> it is a job. I know. I got a little tired for a minute. Though. It totally yeah. is, Barrett. Yeah. I'm cur- not to get too meta mm-hmm. on on the listener here, but um, I'm curious from Barrett's perspective, what it's like now to be. In the room recording the podcast mm. versus having listened to the episodes beforehand. I mean, because you, you, for yeah, people who don't know, uh, you know, you, before you worked with us, I was just a regular old you guy were a You were out. a Fizzle member
2: mm-hmm.
1: and a uh, regular guy hanging out, listening was, to the podcast. Yeah. You listened pretty I regularly, didn't you? Yeah,
2: I listened weekly. Yeah. yeah. I guess it is kind of weird because now I'm here.
1: I know. And what's that like? What's the, uh, what's yeah,
2: it, does, it? Way under your expectations, right? You're like,
0: uh, I thought you guys were better than yeah. this. Oh,
2: I thought you guys were way better than this. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, we, I've been around six months now, so I kind of figured that out the first yeah. couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: That Chase sure has a bowel problem, doesn't he?
2: <laughs> wow. No, it's good though. I like, I like the energy of being in the room. It's kind of fun. Yeah. You get to kind of see the sausage being made and have a little bit of good times and, <laughs> see Each other's facial expressions and other things you don't want to see on chase, and so it makes everything I got a lot of skin tags. Mm -hmm. So, today, what are we going to talk about? You're going to,
1: you're one of those guys, I can tell.
2: You probably probably will, you're
0: gonna have a bunch of them, (laughs) just all over my face. It's like 11 (laughs) on my face. Yep, it's gonna be a bummer (laughs) right on the shave line. Like, for some reason, yeah, something wrong. I'm allergic (laughs) to aluminum
2: razors, man. Found that out 11 skin tags in. Uh, Barrett, tell us what we're going to talk about today. So, uh we published an article on the Sparkline the other week, talking about expertise, mm-hmm. and that raised a lot of questions in people's minds about, oh my God, does it mean I'm not ready? Like, how much expertise do I need to build before I get into building a business? And and blah blah what's blah. The,
1: what's the background? Why did you? Why we? Why okay, did you feel so question. strongly about
2: this? So I felt so strongly about this uh, because of a combination of my own experience building a business and trying to build expertise at the same time as lear- learning how to build a business. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in the first few months of being on the Fizzle team. I did 10 case studies of our members. And what I found through that was that the people who got off to the fastest start in building their business uh, had pre-existing expertise of some sort. So mm-hmm. Andy Purdue was the guy who we use as the example in the article, and he knew all about wine. He had been in the wine industry for quite a while. Also
0: a total lush.
2: Total lush. Total lush. <laughs> yeah, that
0: helps. Mm-hmm. Um
2: and there were several other examples of this and so through hearing that from multiple people it was like wow there's something here you know mm-hmm. there's really not just learning how to build a business there's also like being valuable to people right um so that's where this came from so today the conversation is kind of around how do you go about building new skill sets when you don't yet have them but you know you need them yep and y'all have both done that in various avenues i've probably done it a little bit too but mm-hmm. so i wanted to hear from y'all today is um, y'all is a southern term for you all, you just two, you mean people. Meaning you plural. Yes, you okay. plural. Just want to clear
0: that out for all yep. y'all out there.
2: I've gotten quite a few funny looks, know, looks around uh, San Francisco this week. Yeah. The, y'all, what does that mean? Well, you that's foreigner. because you're also
0: going like, so y'all
2: wear this kind of leather straps just for fun? <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Uh, Nailed in. So what we're going to do is uh, let, let's talk a little bit about skill building and what that looks like. And um, specifically in the context of someone who needs to get better at something and grow some expertise every time.
1: Yeah. And it, it's so hard, right? Because let's say you had spent 20 years building up your knowledge of wine. And then it comes time to like, oh, I want to go out on my own. Well, mm-hmm. naturally, you're going to start a business about wine. Yeah. If you don't have expertise, the problem is you end up spinning your wheels thinking about, well, I could be this guy or that guy or yeah. this lady or whatever and mm-hmm. you have a million IDs running around your head and you just don't make any progress because I mean the the work of becoming an expert or learning enough about something to create a business around it, there's a lot of work you have to mm-hmm. dive in there. Yeah, definitely. And it's kind of depressing to think about. It's mm-hmm. like, no, I just want a business. But wait, hold on. You've got like three years of learning how to do a thing first yeah. before you can really build a business. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that you can't short circuit some of that, right. and you might not be able to. You might Johnny be able to to support five. yourself.
0: What, what was short circuit <laughs> was Johnny Number Five, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was it was his Indian buddy though, right?
1: Um, oh, yes, that is
0: awesome. I cannot wait to find that movie and watch it again. Yeah, short circuit. Barrett's over there just going like, no oh, idea. This one you know, of those moments. It's like y'all, y'all are talking about some weird stuff. <laughs> oh, really? Generational. The ro- gap? You don't remember the robot? No. Oh my what lord. What about batteries not included? That was in. No. Wasn't cocooned? that in Astoria
1: nope. too? Short Circuit was filmed in Astoria. It might have been, yeah. I think so. Just like uh, Goonies, mm. Astoria,
2: Oregon. Like for- shoes. I was going to say, yeah, that that is a city in Oregon. That's a place. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Um, so, so anyway, not to not to depress people and bum them out, but if you're listening to this and you don't have expertise, yeah, you're going to save yourself a whole lot of pain if you just commit to like, okay, I got to get good at something if I'm going to try to build a business around. Yep. It. We we had a Paul Graham quote on our Facebook page recently, right? Wasn't Paul Graham?
0: Yeah, but what 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 did it say? It was oh oh oh, expertise in your um. Don't be an expert in startups. Be an expert in the problem that
1: you're solving. Exactly. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that you need to be an expert at like software or something. You need to be an expert at the problem, whatever it is, and and that's exciting because there are problems that people have out there that aren't being solved, and you can become the expert in that. It doesn't mean that you have to become an expert designer or something necessarily. You could, if that's what your business is going to be based around. But you also can just become the expert at something new that people aren't. So for example, um, there was this whole, uh, this is something that I uh, built some of my expertise around and built an audience around. There was this whole new concept of location independence and Mm -hmm. digital nomading. Mm -hmm. And this was new, right? You were able, for the first time, because of the internet, to live and work from anywhere in the world as long as there was an internet mm-hmm. connection. And this was a very new thing and not many people were talking about it. And so I jumped in and started understanding what problems people had in that space. Yeah. So that was uh, the sort of area where it's a fast-growing new topic and you can jump in and become an expert relatively quickly. Versus if I had wanted to build a business around particle physics, that's it's an area that's been around for so long, I would have to dedicate 30 booming, years.
0: Booming right now, though. Booming niche, (laughs) but I would have to dedicate like
1: thirty years of career to become good enough to really make a splash. This makes me
0: think of one of my first points I wanted to sort of bring up with you guys is uh, the 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 difference between an enthusiast and an expert. And I'm going to say something. I want to hear your guys' responses to it. You might, I think, enthusiasts make better bloggers and audience builders than experts. What do you think? Talk it out.
2: I I would think. My immediate response to that and reaction is an enthusiast probably keeps it to themselves, whereas an expert is sharing it with other people. I guess, people.
0: well, it, no, that's that depends on personality type. So for me, for example, I'm a coffee enthusiast. I am in no way a coffee mm-hmm. expert. Um, but uh, what that means is I end up introducing a lot of people to the world of coffee and what I love about it. Mm-hmm. Precisely because I'm not an expert in it, I can still talk to them. mm Right. Yeah. This is the problem that I have with my own expertise mm. with writing sales pages for Fizzle, with something that I know way too much about. It's it's partly because you know a lot about it. It's also partly because it's boring to you at this point. You've Not done it so much. I, I, I can't see it clearly. Yeah. I'm so deep in. Yeah. So like Andy Purdue about wine. If he doesn't keep a little bit of that everyday every manness, yeah. right, like a regular personness, then uh, then. You, you're, he's gone way deep on stuff that the layman d- doesn't even but care about. I think you can get
1: over that by writing about it. Yeah, and you know if you if you force yourself every week to explain yourself to folks who don't know as much as that's you do, exactly,
0: but not even just writing about it. Like, there's one more step, and that's like somehow like what we've been tossing about this idea of like keeping our finger on the pulse of our audience. Meaning, when I write about it, is it connecting? Mm. Are people getting it? Am I is is it clear to them or not? Are these the questions that they're asking, or am I talking about crazy stuff? Yeah. Do I have a place where they can ask questions of me so that I can stay like when we do question answer shows, which we'll probably do the next uh, two episodes will probably be question answer shows, maybe or something somewhere soon we'll be doing one. I love those because it's we're right down. On the ground floor with them, yes. right? It's not about like what do we think yeah. people. want Well, to hear and I like about?
1: when we base shows like this, a regular episode, on yeah. a specific question somebody had, mm-hmm. and that's what we're doing more mm-hmm. and more. But you know, it's great because yeah. especially if you have something you can read, like a par- like we had. Um, what was the guy's name? We used a pseudonym for him. Sam. T- 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 Terry. Terry. Yeah. <laughs> that
0: mm-hmm. sort of episode is mm-hmm. great yeah that one that one was uh, to just a pimp that i don't remember what number it is
2: but it is about
1: caleb what a, staying oh,
2: married. No. <laughs> it was about staying married That's i'll find worst. it here so uh, what i'm hearing you say though is uh is is communicate like an enthusiast and explore like an expert maybe um Ooh, hold on it's a little soundbite there for you wait Can say that it? say that again so c- communicate like an enthusiast and explore like an expert and what I got from you was basically just like uh, an enthusiast is more relatable because there's not this big gap between you and who you're talking to Mm -hmm. whereas uh, if you explore like an expert then you're really diving into the nooks and crannies and when uh, you receive an opportunity to explore that topic with someone at least you know about it
1: well and I think that to just say that if I hope people don't feel like there's, it's just uh, binary, either you're an enthusiast or right, an expert, yeah, right. because there's actually other other types of people. and mm. Yeah, like idiots and And, and unfortunately, yeah, assholes. there's a lot of people, or there's wannabes or whatever, yep, or yeah. the fake-it-till-you-make-it crowd. Yeah. Enthusiasts are awesome, because they care so much about a topic and the, that the, you just absorb all yeah. the knowledge you possibly can. And
0: what, think about, think, I mean, this is what, like th- like this will come up throughout this conversation when I get to talk, the difference between enthusiast and expert, because... Being an enthusiast, to me, has been the gateway to skill acquisition mm. um, because, for me, I have this hang-up on, if I'm not going to be an expert in it, if I'm not an expert in it, who am I, why am I trying this thing, right? right? This is, I'm constantly, like we were getting in the last episode or the episode before, the ideal self, right, the ideal brand, mm-hmm. personal mm-hmm. brand type stuff, mm-hmm. that if I'm not there yet, then what am I doing here? Right. You know, why am I even trying, I mean, I'm not even going to be able to get to there. Right, that whole thing—that's where the enthusiast goes. Like, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm just really excited about this stuff, and I want to share Mm -hmm. what I know. So, Brain Pickings, uh, Daring Fireball. Some of the largest blogs in the world are curated blogs, Mm -hmm. meaning someone who loves writing, like Brain Pickings, very
1: curious people, curious people,
0: enthusiastic about like writing tips uh, and or whatever interesting cultural bits. They're curating that. I love that.
1: And to me, that's it's partly the passion topic. You know, find something you're passionate about. And it's really hard to just like cram something down, Like try to make yourself passionate about something. And if you're not naturally an enthusiast, I don't know where Mm -hmm. you would look to gain expertise. But to me, those two things we've talked about so far, either finding a a hot, fast-growing topic that's new and fresh, where Mm -hmm. there's a lot of opportunity for new experts, or find something that you just love, you can't get enough of. Those are the sweet spots, because then you've got momentum on your side, Mm -hmm. as opposed Mm -hmm. to, Choosing some existing topic that's been you know around for decades. Yeah, yeah, exactly. By the way, episode
0: fifty-five was when we talk about romance and, and revenue, uh, the, the big relationship tips for entrepreneur, mm. which I think is a conversation that every entrepreneur needs to be having with mm-hmm. their significant other. Yeah, uh, really good stuff in there. Um, where do you want to jump
1: in on this, Barrett? So uh,
0: we in, in just, your wildest dreams, what where, 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 where would be the chunks of this conversation?
1: Well, and and let's let's um, frame this a little bit. For us, uh, this is this is one of the most important conversations I think we can have because within Fizzle, we're trying to help people make progress towards mm-hmm. building a business. And the elephant in the room a lot of times is that well, you don't really have anything to offer yet. Mm. You know, you don't have any unique skills or problems that you can solve and you Mm. need to go figure that out Mm -hmm. yes you might be able to put up a sales page and yes you might be able to learn copywriting and yes you might be able to learn how to create a membership site or whatever it is but is there something really of value in there yet right yeah and that's that's really the secret because like you said we've seen people who you know if you've spent 20 years and you're an expert in something creating an online business that works for you yeah might only be a matter of three or six months. Yeah, mechanics. You know? And so when you ask, when people are like, how long is this going to take? You know, yeah. do you think I could have a business in three months?
0: Probably not. Unless yeah. unless you're already like. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, whatever I'm saying about enthusiast versus expert, your point certainly stands like, in and especially examples of Andy Perdue, an expert in wine, Jeff Chalmers, another fizzler mm-hmm. who's an expert in just playing studio bass for the last, you know, 10, years or something like that and then he's like i'm gonna create a website to share and tell teach people everything that i've learned about mm-hmm. this because i've been doing it for a while yep and now i understand and i wish someone would normal and like chris uh from a bar above mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. another fizzler who's like listen i just spent it took me 12 years to gather all these skills and i had to get them from like a little bit over here and a little bit over there and no place was there that i could just learn pick these things up
1: by the way i love the subtle shift that's happened over the past year Where all of our all of our uh, our examples examples. now are members, yeah, our physical members. It is cool. Our examples we used to have to put a dollar in a jar whenever we said Mm -hmm. Steve Cam or Scott Dinsmore or something. (laughs) Remember? And now I don't care how much we talk about members because it's so cool. Yeah,
2: that's I I agree. I couldn't agree more.
0: So, uh, in in your wildest dreams, what would the next you know forty minutes look like?
2: So I'd love for us to uh, maybe each highlight a skill that we've built at some point Mm. and just kind of tell how we did that Mm -hmm. Um, because sometimes frameworks aren't reality. Mm-hmm. And so maybe just talk through the reality of building a skill for ourselves. Yep. Uh, and then if we could turn that back around to the audience and say, okay, uh, if they were starting from ground zero and wanted to build a new skill today, what are the different ways they might do that? Mm, I like that. Do you have one to start with, a skill that you learned recently? Uh, sure. Um, so we can we can go with uh, one of two. Maybe I'll go with uh, coaching. So I could either do like coaching or career search, and they're, okay. they're very different. Um, so I'll do coaching. I wrote an a article on the Sparkline about coaching if you want to read it. Uh, we can put it in the show notes. But, I will. anyways, man, you've got some
1: good, you've got some like greatest hits already. Yeah. You've written what, like I four do. or five articles? Yeah. And they, yeah.
2: Like uh, at least a few of them have been monsters. They're doing okay. They're yeah, doing they're okay. doing great. Yeah. yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, so, coaching. Uh, I went from being essentially a person a year out of school, um, year out of undergraduate education, starting a business, uh, never having coached before, to by the time that I joined the Fizzle team, I was charging to $500 per 90-minute coaching session. Okay, Mm. So at that rate, you can make a living if you wanted to being a full-time coach. So um, in order to do that, I started out by charging nothing. And I offered this free career search coaching program to 10 college students. And I said, listen, I'm just trying to figure this out. I want to help you find a job when you graduate. And your commitment to me is that you're going to spend um, once a week, 90 minutes a week, for 12 weeks with me. And I'm going to walk you through the process of Mm. finding a job. And so my job at that point was to learn two things, how to find a job, number one, that helps them and puts them in a good place post-graduation, and number two, how to be a good uh, manager of the conversation, how to use coaching skills, question-asking skills, that kind of thing to get them where they need to go, to get them to take action in between our meetings. So for me, it was a matter of studying topics that they were asking questions about. That's why it was so powerful, because they would say, well, it seems like I need a resume. Is that what I need? And what I knew through my study of the whole thing was the first thing you need is to know who you are and know what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, before you need a resume, you got to figure out where am I going with this thing and then build a resume towards that. So I learned the career search process and then I learned I read a couple of key books. And uh, the way that I found out what books to read first was through a couple of coaches that I had known, mentors of mine who were already coaching and had been certified in coaching. Okay. So I chose not to get certified, but I did have some mentors who had been through that whole process. And they shared with me kind of three to five books on coaching that they felt like were powerful and kind of a curated education for me that would get me started.
0: And remember any of the books, by the way? Uh, if you were to recommend just one the of them. The key one was be... coaching
2: for performance. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. teaches you how to ask questions, how to kind of manage the conversation and everything. And uh, basically, because I was coaching every week, and they weren't paying me, so it wasn't very high risk for them. I was able to apply principles from the book and learn what worked for me and my mm-hmm. style. And so I guess if we had to kind of pull back from that, I had mentors who had done what I wanted to do. They recommended resources. I followed up on those resources and then put them into action to see what worked. And across that course of you know 12 weeks times 10 people, that's 120 hours of coaching right, right. there. And so the experience added up really fast. That's true. And three months later, now I've got all. Wait, this so how many? You
1: had ten coaching clients, and you were meeting with them. How often?
2: Once a week. We so for twelve weeks. Yeah, I had or gone full time yeah. on my business, right? Yeah. And so this was—I j- was all in—and yeah, this was the, was the first thing I did. That's a lot. It is a lot, and it was very tiring. Yeah, it was not fun. No. Um, but I came out of that having confidence with the results I had helped them achieve, and in my ability to help others achieve results. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Yep. Um, next step was I got some paid coaching clients through family, friends, parents of kids, that kind of thing. And I think I had three or four clients, walked them through the same process, revised it, got better at coaching. And I think I charged like 50 or 75 bucks a session at that point. You can't really make a living charging that kind of money. Mm-hmm. But it was a good start. And uh, from there, I'd, I started uh, leveraging that experience into getting one new client. And every time I got a new client, I raised my rates. And every time I got a new client, I produced better results, and I knew where to start and how to move them through the process. Uh, and so, over time, I grew from just coaching on career search to then coaching young entrepreneurs and building businesses, mm-hmm. which was kind of ironic because living for Monday never took off, and yet I was helping other people build their businesses. But <laughs> the coaching skills still applied, you know, which yeah, is right. so interesting. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess that's the story. Interesting. I like
0: what you said though. What were the what were the bits that you broke down again? You said you, you had the mentor. So men- I found people who had done
2: what I wanted to do.
0: Yeah. And you got in touch with them. Yep. Yep.
2: yep. Uh, they helped me kind of learn from their experience and mm-hmm. get the best resources rather than, you know, plowing through everything I could find on yep. coaching. Um, and then I immediately applied those, what I learned from those resources into actual client work. Mm-hmm. And then learned from that on my own and adjusted as I went. And mm-hmm. actually put the hours in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then, you know, over time, I picked up new tools. I started using StrengthsFinder as a coaching tool and bought their $500 self education coaching program and did some different things like that. So I added tools to my toolkit as I went along. Mm-hmm. Can we kind of
0: dissect that a little bit? Sure. Okay. So I love, I, I really, like, one of the things on my list was talking about apprenticeship or mm-hmm, mentorship. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is to me the the greatest thing you can do. Definitely. Part of this is back to our branding conversation about like w- identifying where you want to be, yep. that ideal, and then so looking up there, uh, you know, five years down the road, and then seeing who is there now yep. to you. You probably already have a readout on those mm-hmm. people, um, and being able to yeah make their coffee, get close to them, talk to them, do something with them where you're just kind of like where they're like what you said about finding the best resources. There are so many resources yep. you can get. And a lot of them are going to be good. Mm-hmm. right? But for someone to say, th- this is what, like uh, Kathy Sierra, who is an old school uh, coder, uh, you know, lady thing, whatever, I don't know. She, she was involved in- She's startups, an author. Author. Yep. Uh, but she authored about like the software, software program, all that stuff. Right? She has this amazing talk called uh, uh, Minimum Viable Badass, <laughs> in which she talks, she kind of deconstructs ex- expertise. And she says, uh, "Well, first of all, the best part of it being like, let's not make a minimum viable product. Let's make our customers minimum viable badasses." And I love that as as a framework, right? But one of the things she got into is like, "What does it look like? How this is so? In order to make our customers a minimum viable badass, they want to be a badass in this thing, and that's what our product teaches them to do, uh, helps them to become rather. Then, uh, then let's look at the way that experts would mentor." Someone like this. So she looks at all this research about expertise and how experts mentor people and things like that and uses examples like chicken sexing. And I'll let, let you just go ahead and use your imagination for that. Uh, and things like that. But she says, this is how experts talk. They say, yeah, 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 there's a lot of, stuff. I can't really teach you how to do just do this thing or yeah, yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, there's like whatever, just read this chapter and these through over here and you should be fine. Right. And then, and then spend 90 hours mm-hmm. coaching. Um, that is how experts. Behave, and so when, one of the things to notice is uh, when you get that way. Yeah. So if someone says, "Chase, teach me how to use Photoshop," I'm like, "I don't, I, I not I don't know how to teach you this." It's just that you just do it right. That's because okay, bing, bing bing, bing bing, chase, you might be an expert in Photoshop, yep, right, it be because of stuff like that, whereas I with coffee, chase, teach me about coffee, well, where do you want to start? let's get in, you know, not an expert, I'm an enthusiast,
2: right, right, right. it's
0: something that I don't know everything about, mm. and i'm not it's not it doesn't come out from the inside of me, it's something that's from the outside in, so to speak, almost you yeah, know? Mm. so um that's what that's what that whole beginning part of having those experts to tell you specifically what the resources are, Yeah, yeah. but also just to catch how they be, mm-hmm. you know what how, I mean? How they be the look in their eyes, the way yeah. they answer the phone, the the kind of, that's the stuff that I, yeah, yeah. I always tell young entrepreneurs, like, dude, get, go work under like find, No, I don't care what industry, I don't care if it's any, nothing like what you want to be doing later on. But if you find someone that you, that you're just compelled by mm-hmm. the way that they do their life, the way that they do their business or something like that, just go be with them yep. go spend Go spend a year in, in their company make their co- coffee do whatever you can like what just get close to them because you'll learn so much about how you want to be which will make you an absolute Swiss army knife, knife and whatever
2: Definitely. it'll 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 lend you towards those things so a couple of points on that early part of the process i think the biggest goal you want from the early kind of working with experts working through resources or whatever is to understand the high level Parts or components that make up the skill that you're trying to build. Mm. Um, so, like for coaching, if it's uh, you know managing the conversation, asking good questions, uh, helping them set good goals, holding people accountable, you know if these are kind of buckets of mini skills within this broader skill of coaching. Mm-hmm. At least understand the landscape of that. You know, I think that's what this early exploration process is about. And then the other one I think is not to settle into something that you're already comfortable with. Mm. Uh, I just had a guy text me yesterday, actually, while we were out here, asking if he should pursue this new job within his company, and uh, it's an events manager, like a live event manager for mm. a startup. And in his past, he's run events at our university where he like planned the whole thing, executed the whole thing, so he knows how to do it. Mm. And right now, he's in a product manager position, and that's kind of the path he's on, and it's much more challenging and uncomfortable for him. But he's drawn to this event management thing because he already knows how to do it. Yeah. But he's a young guy, and he's going to be much more valuable two years from now if he's both a product manager and an event manager. Mm. And so I encourage him to say, you know, you're going to build better skills, more skills, if you stay a product manager for right now, mm. and then later you can combine those because he wants to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. So you have to be careful not to just slide into this. You know, I'm comfortable doing what I've yeah. already done. And I,
1: I think again, there's the whole, you know, there are the careers where you spend forty years. Just pursuing yeah, yeah, the ultimate definitely. in one particular space, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's fine. But yep. I always have prided myself on being a generalist, partly just because mm-hmm. I get bored with things mm-hmm. too quickly. Mm-hmm. And I love that idea of being able to move—you know—spend a few years on something, get really good at it. In yep. a few years, you can learn a lot
2: about something. Oh yeah,
1: and then move on to another thing, and then see what interesting things happen at the intersection yeah. of these two different skill sets that you gain.
2: Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Okay, All right, so right, let's so flip I, over I like to
0: y'all. Um, let me see uh, if I wanted to decompress from any of that no one, one of the things that made me think of is um and I'll, I'll you guys i'll use this to leverage an example of my my own i guess um wh- for instance you were like maybe we could do a course on uh whatever like making a product like mm-hmm, right? some mm-hmm. big thing yep right and then and then i kind of said well what if you just did one on researching what yeah. your product could be
2: which is great which point. is
0: the very first step
2: mm-hmm.
0: of building your product right right, right. um Being an expert in a really shallow, narrow, uh, not shallow, narrow thing, very specific thing. I'm an expert in researching blog posts. And researching what you how, what you should write your blog post mm-hmm. about or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Nobody would, nobody's an expert in that right now, right? Nobody's an expert in that right now, yep. right? It's a very specific thing. Just like one of our fizzlers is a um, an expert in helping people figure out like what is it, how to teach stuff or what
2: stuff to teach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's like uh, curriculum design or curriculum, like yeah, yeah. yeah, curriculum
0: design, something like that, right? Just this, like Merlin Man, one of my le- heroes, always says, "Don't blog about Star Wars. Blog about this one Jawa yeah, yeah. and this one scene." And deconstruct everything about. That yeah, I,
1: I don't really get that, but
0: but meaning meaning just as an example of.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty obscure example though. And it's I'd love to, to blog about like, Ewoks. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Don't blog about Star Wars. Blog about Ewoks. Right. Like Ewok culture, what they yeah. can teach us. I that, just
2: overrode you for <laughs> yeah. a bit.
0: Yeah, oh, that's perfect. But that concept of uh, I guess what, what do you want to call? It? I have tiny niche written down. But I don't want to... Yeah, sure.
2: I mean, you can't you can't be, um, you know, whatever, a master gardener overnight, but you might learn something about tulips or whatever, right? It, it's a great, yeah, exactly. And that's I a mean, step on the path to being a master gardener.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit of floral example, right. right? Maybe too floral for some of our audience. And again, if you're offended by that, anybody, I just, it's his first time, so. Man, floral. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but you could be like a, a gardener on, who, who's an expert on indigenous plants to your particular yep. area, and that might get you a lot further than just trying to be like, Yeah. A generalist. So that that
0: noticing how wide your aim is, how like how if you have this massive light that's you're gonna get a lot of light on the room near you, but you're not gonna it's not you're not gonna be able to aim it at something specific like a spotlight like that, right? I mean we could think of probably about thirty five other metaphors to talk about that. But that's a it's a helpful thing uh to say i'm going to be an expert in this over the next 12 months mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. and picking that small thing that has a beginning middle and end uh is is great yep. so for me uh, i'll give you two examples that of things that i have become uh, i guess what an expert in one is um uh for the last 15 years i've been in love with computers so i got really good at that that isn't the quickest computers. way to do it. You know what I mean? But that's. Isn't that like how your parents describe what you do? He's yeah, in computers. He's in computers. <laughs> um, but, like, I mean, looking at, like, it, I really take for granted uh, a lot of the things that we know how to do. Like, you, we we have an idea for Fizzle, for we have an idea for video training, uh, membership based blog podcast as these sort of like content arms that get out into the world, that enter, entertain people and bring people into the, hey, maybe these guys can help me with this sort of stuff. We just knew how to do all those things. Mm-hmm. We knew how to do the video production. Right. We knew how to write a script. We knew how to podcast. We had the gear for it. Yep. I knew how to design the websites. And that you knew how to code up the back end. You'd CSS front end, back end, the whole nine yards. It's just like all of the things that we take, take for granted. It's off the chart. But you know, that came from? you know where that came from? It came from 15 years of just fiddling. Totally. 15 years of like, hey, we're in college and right. we need a shirt for our dorm. Okay, I'll get an illegal copy of Photoshop and paste a couple pictures together and make a funny little thing. See, yeah. And, oh, I think I like Photoshop. And the only reason why I had a computer is because I was in love with music, right? And so I was like downloading things that I could record music with and and doing that. And so it's just like all this long, and then music, if you're good at doing music on a, on a linear editing program, you could do video. All of this, right? So it's incredibly long, mm-hmm. messy, no direction, yeah. no vision. Um, and yet it's cap- it's brought me to to where I am. You'd probably say the same, Corbett, um, about just like like why do you know all the keyboard shortcuts that you know? Why do you why do why like those little things that like Barrett, as you're even sitting with us this week and you're just like, Okay, so what did you just do right there? Yeah. Right. That you know, little things like that that just because Well so
1: for so for people listening to this, I mean that could be depressing. It's like, okay, well I didn't start that's why I didn't right? start I didn't start on computers in totally. the eighties, so what am I gonna do? <laughs> Yeah. Um but I think that I think that there's a couple of points. One is um don't overlook the things that you've spent 20 years working on yeah. even if it was just yeah. kind of in the background cuz yeah. there's probably a lot of value there that you could overlook. Totally. The other thing is um it's just tinker with stuff and and get comfortable with yeah. the, like the long process of learning new things and eventually it'll be useful to you. Yeah. Totally. Um, I think um for me though that's that's the first one is just to yeah. say like this can also be super
0: super messy. Jeff Chalmers starts a blog. He has to learn all these new things about a blog. But good thing he's been a bass player for the last 10, 12 years exactly. or whatever. And that was a messy process. And the blog stuff's pretty easy. And the blog, yeah, it can yeah. be when you yeah. know exact, when you know exactly what to say. Well
1: right? and that's what Paul Graham's point was. It's like, you know, if if it's time for you to raise funding, mm-hmm. the important thing is more how strong the business is, not how yeah. much you know about raising yeah. funding. Do you know? Yeah. All of that stuff will work itself out. And if you're an expert bass player and you have something useful to teach, and all that other stuff, like, you'll yep. get it done. Yep. Don't That's, worry. And
0: that, to me, is the dream of what we do at Fizzle, yep. is you need to know how to set up a website. You need to know some ideas on the content that you need to be making. You need to know some best practices in SEO and 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 making things that are valuable. And how do we then turn that into selling things online? And what are the tools that I should use for it? And how do I get an audience involved? And, oh, no, I have a hurdle. What do I do right here? Right? All of that stuff, that how do we do the marketing? How do we do the selling thing? Well, if you've spent the last ten years becoming good at something, and now you, it's like it's, it's such a dream to work with those people. But the, the others, where I started, right, where it's like I don't know what I'm good at. I just know I could do this stuff, yep. right. And so I was just throwing ideas out there, trying things, you know, doing writing over here, trying father apprentice, doing all this other stuff. So that was one example. And speaking of Paul Graham, like Paul Graham's a guy who talks, but uh, just about every essay he writes, these amazing essays. Just about every essay uh, he talks about either math. Uh, and, and like his he's gone back to school to study math or painting, mm-hmm. and he started out doing a lot of painting uh, and all, I, he would always bring those things up as examples and sort of I think because I had spent so much time reading those articles, and then sort of as I get a little bit older and I'm looking at all the things that I'm enjoying as I'm enthusiastic about some of this stuff, I've started
1: picking math up is a, at the top of the handful yep,
0: just yep. love man spreadsheets <laughs> calculus <laughs> you should, so these guys are making fun of me because <laughs>
1: I can't even like figure
0: out. A check, like like I like tip, like I can I know how to do a tip. <laughs> I,
1: love, I love that you were like your range on the on what the final value should be on that tip yesterday <laughs> was fifty dollars. <laughs> Literally, the range was you. you I don't know what Chase, that means.
2: Chase tipped $16 <laughs> on a bill the other day, and, and somehow the total was four less than the original $4 total. Less. <laughs> and then he erred then he on the opposite side. and went
1: $50 the other direction. It was... <laughs> I'm a reader, not a
0: mather. What do you want from me? Kind of. You kidding me? You guys draw Kind of. You guys guys draw an awesome pee pee like I've done (laughs) in my notes. Hey. Um, hey. You've never seen my. (laughs) How did I do such a good version Uh, of it? So, uh, anyways, I've been having a lot of fun over the last like six months getting, trying new things, Mm -hmm. like trying to learn new things. And one of them is these little hand lettering things, taking pens and pencils and and just like doing typography by hand. Okay. I won't bore you with that stuff, but I've just liked the way it looks. And what's awesome about this is because it's not an area of my expertise and I'm just figuring it out and I can get like okay and decent with it. I probably am more capable of like, of like growing an audience around that than around the things that I'm an expert in, mm-hmm. you know? So that's this anthrop- this uh, enthusiastic versus expert stuff. Yeah. For me, the expertise can become a hang up mm-hmm. because I go so deep on like whatever. And we want to talk about online marketing and I don't even know where to start. Right. But someone asked me specific questions. I don't do this. Fiddle, fiddle, fiddle. But with like the things that I'm enthusiastic about. Yeah. So what I've done with that is I've, I've, uh, Kind of been dissecting it, just kind of like, okay, who are the people I want to pay attention to? What are the kinds of things that I want to do? Start copying them, just mm-hmm. trace them, mm-hmm. just trace them. I've actually done this with music too recently. There's a band called Javertches. <laughs> it's like uh and I love it. I love the sound. So what I did is I brought that soundtrack into one of their songs into Logic, my my recording program, and I just started fiddling till I got the sounds exactly the same mm. as the bass, the keyboard, the drums, the the reverb, and the, yeah, all yeah. this kind of stuff. Nice. I copied the song. I just made all the parts and did all the stuff. Then, with all of those bits, uh, with all those sounds, uh, and with that song structure, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, you know, outro... Then I was like, okay, now I'm going to do my own exactly the same tempo, exactly yep. the same sounds, but just a different thing. Yeah. Because I've always, I mean, I have a million tracks on my computer that are all like ideas. The idea is not the hard part, the structure, the form, the yeah, actual. Yeah. So I'm starting from the finished product, working <laughs> backwards. Same thing with tracing lettering. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just tracing that and you learn that stuff. And eventually you start to develop a point of view. You start to develop a yep. thing that says, like, I wouldn't do my E like that. Mm-hmm. I think I'd like to do it like this. Yep. And so you start to see the differences between you and the people who are making the things yep. And uh, and understanding that th- there's no golden standard uh, and you have the ability and right to create it your way. Mm-hmm. Um, I that has been a really fun process for me uh, over the last several months, just because I don't, I've, I haven't had anything like that in my life, in I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. You cool. know,
2: so I so I take away two things from from the two stories you shared. The first is to uh, be curious and to explore things just on your own. Notice uh, what you like before yeah. you need them. You know, yeah. uh, do that starting today. Go explore something interesting. You know, pick up a book, read about it. Um, be naturally curious is the first. The second is um, find some things that match your current sense of taste mm-hmm. in whatever it is you're trying to learn, and just copy it. Yeah. And the same applies. To, you know, a lot of copywriters will teach you to copyright that mm-hmm. way. Go copy a sales page or whatever, uh, letter by letter by hand. Yeah. Or copy every line of code letter mm-hmm. by letter to learn. Same thing with
0: like design. I, I you you learn by design. You learn to design mm-hmm. by finding designers you like, copying their stuff, investigating their code, right click inspect element and look at that yeah. stuff and say, how did they get it to yeah. go over there? Oh, wow, they're using percentage instead of pixels. All that stuff. That's how I learned to code. That's how I learned right. to design. And eventually, you start to develop your own. Now, the best thing is you're not copying and saying it's yours. You're right. copying and saying, like, I'm copying Frank shamero right, yeah, like, right. you know, You're enthusiastic. Hey, look at this. It's a tracing of a thing. Yeah. Right? Or you start there, and then you come up with your own thing yeah. the same kind of way, yeah. You know, yeah. inspired by this kind of stuff that is, that goes such a long way to learning. And if you could just be shameless about that, get into it because they're copying other people yeah. and, and not directly, but, but right, but just like it, you know, like you go watch everything as a remix. If you need a <coughs> yeah. update on that.
2: Yeah. And the great thing is that over time, as you do more and more of that, you have more and more elements in your toolbox now. And as you start to remix them from different projects yeah. that you've done in the past, now they don't look like anybody's stuff. They look like your stuff. Cause that's what you like. Yeah. And so I think that's the power in it over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Super powerful.
2: Yeah. I am powerful.
0: What about you? What's a skill that you've learned recently maybe?
1: Something I've learned recently. Well, I was just thinking as we were doing this whole conversation kind of breaking down different types of skills, mm-hmm. you know, and different yeah. ways that you learn skills. Mm-hmm. And thinking about there are uh concrete skills, things that that are established mm-hmm. in the world and mm-hmm. that you can learn based on some predefined set of instructions that someone can give you. Right. Yeah. And those, a lot of times, for me, have just been building blocks either to a more interesting life or to being able to do something for my business mm-hmm. that's useful. Um, so, for example, video editing. Yeah, um, I had never touched a video editor until we started working on Fizzle yeah. about two years ago. Yeah. And you and Caleb already knew how, and yeah. it was clear that I was going to need to do some. So I bought A course, actually, maybe it was was a free course. No, it was uh, Izzy video, I Z Z Y video. He has a whole series on Final Cut Pro, and Final Cut Pro X, right? Final Cut Pro Mm Ten. And this is one of those things. It's like a concrete skill that is just well established, and you go through (sighs) a course, and that gives you one hell of a jump start. Yeah, yeah. And and this is—it's incredible to think like that's one of life's greatest pleasures to go from I don't know anything about that to studying under someone, and then. Sometimes in a really short period of time, like Final Cut, I think I was up and running. You taught me stuff. I yeah. learned from this thing. And then, like, two weeks later, I was editing videos. Yeah. It's pretty cool that yeah. you can do that sort of thing. Same thing for me. Um, I took sailing lessons, you know, for fun. Mm-hmm. I wanted to learn how to sail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take sailing lessons. So sometimes when you need to learn a concrete skill, copying people is great, but you can get a really fast head start mm-hmm. by actually taking a course or signing or working up one-on-one. Yeah. Another oh, example for that's me is I went, I went
2: rock climbing with a buddy who's like a pro rock climber. He you know he got trained in all the outdoor backcountry Alaska kind of thing. Yep. And we went for a half day, and it was just me and him. And it was like I knew all kinds of stuff I didn't know when I showed up that day. So yeah, yeah taking a course from an expert or working directly and with so for, someone. So
1: for me, those those things like sailing or video editing, those are little concrete skills that I need to do something in my life. Yep they're not things that I want to become an expert on that I can teach, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and Or that I want to be able to work as a professional, yeah, right, you know right, what right. I mean? For me, coding, it, I've been coding for 30 years now, and I started, like I would buy a Byte magazine for the Commodore 64, mm-hmm. and in the very back, they always had programs written out, and I would sit there as an eight-year-old in my bedroom <laughs> on the Commodore 64, banging out two or three pages of code, yeah. so that I could watch a ball bounce across the screen <laughs> at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, and it, it would take like a day. Yeah. And there was no, uh, uh, there was no storage, mm-hmm. persistent storage back yeah, then. So it just you, could, you could if you had the money, but I didn't get the, the tape storage sure. or whatever. So I just had to leave the computer on for like weeks. <laughs> no way. And then eventually I had to, to turn it to, off, yeah. and then I couldn't see the ball you bounce know what this anymore. makes
0: me think of is, is like uh. a, a great thing that, that, that we all have to do is like cooking. You know, and this is, this is uh, I guess, we're talking about skill acquisition. Uh, we'd be remiss not to mention The 4-Hour Chef, Tim Ferriss' book, because it's, it's, it's a cookbook about learning new skills. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Which yeah. is kind of cool. Um, that said, I, I don't know if I've learned uh, any, I don't know if I get all the skill acquisition stuff from it the way that I like. I really liked that recipe for steamed chicken and baby bok choy. It's good for both. You know what I mean? But like the idea being, there's meals, you're going to cook your whole life long. Like you can, you can realize, you can wake up one day and realize, oh wait, so I eat every day at least once a day, so I could probably get like better and cook things that I really enjoy, mm-hmm. and like maybe things that'll impress people that I can mm-hmm. delight someone. And realizing that there's like, it's like my family, I have one thing that I can cook, two things I can cook really, really well, the the Dick Chapel Reeves or the Dick, Dick Chapel ribs, right, and then and then tri tip okay dick chapel's my grandpa's to deal with it uh and dick chapel ribs in a barrel uh and then and then tri-tip okay and those are just cuz i've made those several a bunch of times right so here's here's a thing that it makes me think of identifying things i want to know how to cook well and then cooking those often Yep. yep. right like I, if there's if there's a chicken dish that i want to get really good at like a, yep. so, maybe like a ginger soy reduction something or other right make it once a week for
1: 4 weeks you know however like, however if you took a kitchen basics and
2: cooking oh God, I would class love that yeah you would
1: you would be so much further along than you <sighs> yeah. are right now just I'd fumbling around Oh
2: it's great because like when I go to the grocery store now we we buy four proteins four green vegetables and four non-green vegetables and then during the week I am just like well,
0: well that's which which ones would you
2: learn that from what was that Well it was just like raw ingredients and so if you have some spices in the cabinet and you've got a protein and some veggies then you can do all kinds of fun stuff with that Yeah uh, and so, if you kind of have your basics laying around, and you know what flavors start to go together, it's like, well, we're just gonna have this mm-hmm. tonight, and yeah. it's a lot of fun that way. You yeah. Know?
1: So, my point about coding wasn't, you know, that I learned by typing in, you know, copying other people. Eventually, it's like I, I didn't really principles. know how to. Yeah, you yeah. get some principles, but eventually, then taking courses, like I've taken hundreds and hundreds of hours of, you know corporate-supplied courses mm-hmm. on how, how to learn different things. So they're the concrete skills, yeah, and those are useful. And mm-hmm. sometimes you can turn those into something that you might be able to build a business right. around. Um, certainly coding you could. You could mm-hmm. either be a freelancer, or um, maybe you could have started a site like Treehouse, and you could teach people to code yeah. if you had both of those skills. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, if it's like, I need, I know how to use video editing tools, but I'm not going to teach anybody about that. And I don't even know how many opportunities there are to do that sort of thing. Yeah. Or I can sail that boat around the bay, but I'm certainly not going to teach other people how mm-hmm. to do that because I just haven't invested enough time. Um, for me, the the interesting things to become an expert at that you can sell are more subjective and newer. Mm-hmm. I've said this a lot, but newer skills. So For me, yeah. the first thing was uh, just becoming immersed in the world of Location independence and digital nomading, and what does it mean to work in other countries, and how do you do that, Mm -hmm. and how do you, you know, find a career that you can do that with, and that was a very subjective thing. It wasn't like I'm the world's greatest expert at it. It's just it's new and exciting, and a lot of people are interested in it, and I'm interested in it, and I know a little bit more than other people. Mm -hmm. So let's see what I can figure out Mm -hmm. along the way and teach people about it. So, um, but along the way, you know, I was blogging about that. I started to realize like there's some opportunities there, but the thing that people really seem to be asking about isn't how did I learn how to live in Mexico you know in the winter or whatever, mm-hmm. but how did I build this audience yeah. like how did I you know grow my traffic or mm-hmm. whatever and that's just kept coming up over and over again. It seemed mm-hmm. like a really big opportunity yeah and so that 's not something I ever took classes on I never took i mean I took basic business marketing classes and things like that, but basically I had started a search engine and Failed, fell on my face after that. And then I started a startup. And over three years, we had like a million registered users after Mm. three years. And I learned a lot about viral marketing or whatever they call it, um, growth hacking, before that was a thing. Right, And then I started a blog. Talking Speaking of skin tags. And then I started a blog and that blog... um, Lots of growth, need to hack those. And that blog became very successful. And then people kept asking about it. So I decided... I'm going to see what I can do to become an expert at this thing because right. it seems like a very teachable thing. Yeah. And that that's the whole leading learner thing that we talk about mm-hmm. a lot, right? And mm-hmm. It's like teach while you're learning at the same time and realize that whatever, you know, if you're a 3 on a scale of 1 to 10, there are probably a lot of ones and twos out there who look yeah. up to you yeah. even if you're just an enthusiast or even if you're just learning along the way. Yep. Yeah. So don't feel like you have to wait until you're a 9 or a 10 because at that point you're probably going to be like, "Uh, eh, there's a whole bunch. I can't really teach you that because yeah. it's you know right. too totally. in depth or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's a good. Those are all great points. I like your points. Thanks. If there was a well, so, what's an example of a thing now that you would say? Maybe this goes for all of us. That would be like a, a new skill to learn or a new thing to 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 teach and sell, so to speak. Right. A new thing that somebody could do. Yeah, that somebody could do to teach and sell. I just
1: look at all these things whenever you see. Um, if you read like The Verge or TechCrunch or whatever if you're technologically inclined. Yeah. You read that sort of stuff and you just see topics coming up over and over again. New yeah. technologies and things like Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. That would be a great area yeah. or it would have been mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Or even
0: like Yo. Like Yo is actually a thing <laughs> that you can use as a business. Oh yeah? Yeah, like just like Snapchat. Right and Snapchat as well. Like Gary Vee's is always talking about how uh, I don't know why I know this because uh, I think I've heard like Gary V some say some like one thing in the last yeah. six months, but I think it was like S- Snapchat is the most important social network going right now. Yeah, he's super. Into I would it. I would focus on that. But completely. see,
1: Gary Gary's doing exactly what you're talking <clears throat> yes, about. You're right. He's becoming the Snapchat expert. Yeah, because he sees there's a there's and he did the same thing on Twitter.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people. But what did I that love on about that is when you choose. to to blog about that about the Ewoks instead of Star Wars when you Mm -hmm. choose to become an expert in Snapchat instead of Facebook advertising what you're doing is is a lot of people are are no longer interested in you but those who are you're the only resource that they have for you for that sort of thing well instead
1: of Ewoks versus Star Wars, it's more like Hunger Games versus Star Wars or something. It's whatever's hot. Yeah, you know what I mean? Whatever's totally. new yeah. instead of niching down. And, the, and flip,
2: the flip side of that is also there's a lot of businesses that aren't yet online or a lot of skills that aren't yet online. And so, like a great example of a site that does really, really well is a site called Anna White.com. Mm. And she creates uh, furniture building plans for hobbyists and DIYers That's on the awesome. weekend. Yep. And it's incredible. Like you go there, you get a supply list, you take the supply list to Home Depot. You come back, you follow the directions, and now you have a dresser for your clothes.
1: Oh man, that's cool! Oh, yeah. and so you and know, cheaper, and you had a fun project. Oh exactly, yeah. 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 You had you know yeah.
2: a day long project on Saturday. You drank something some beer about and like, and that's such
1: an enthusiast thing. Oh definitely. Yeah, you no don't doubt. even yeah. have to be like exactly. an expert. Yep. It's not like it's totally you can study that in college. Or like right.
0: IKEA hacking. There was a whole episode of ninety nine percent invisible on, on IKEA hacking. Yeah. Uh, where it's people who are buying things from IKEA but turning them into other things. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, but like making them really yeah. beautiful, like great yeah. thing, like making a bed out of a book. Shelf that looks awesome, or something like that. Right, yeah, right, you know, right. like great, great idea. Yeah, or like um,
1: learn how to make probiotic cocktails. No, Who knows? Yeah, You're on yeah. your
0: own, there, pal. Who so, knows? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Uh, but but and, and I think what your point is about like the new the new stuff isn't just that because there's a gamble there right if you focused all on yo or Snapchat and these things go away in in two years well now what now what do you do right so there's a gamble for you sure find something
2: else. but you also don't have to put all your eggs in one basket and this brings up a really important point which is. Um you're putting yourself in a bad spot if at some point you decide, well, I know everything there is to know, and I'm going to stop learning now. Yeah, and that you're always in a dangerous spot. I think mm-hmm. when you decide yeah. I'm done learning, yeah. yeah, and so I think this is this is not a thing that ends. This yeah. is a thing that's just continuous. Yep.
0: Yeah, and I like I, I mean, to me, like picking up the 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 hand lettering, for example, yep. like which would be an example of something that's like getting really hot right now, and mm-hmm. even like there's a guy named Sean West who has a pro- program and a product out there about that that's good that means it validates this market in some capacity mm-hmm. you know and it means that there's there's you can go be a competitor of his right because he's doing it, it means that there's somebody interested in this right. enough people that would maybe necessitate a, an audience i don't even have a gun let alone many guns right. that would necessitate a gun rack, right? You remember that? You remember <laughs> what it's from, <laughs> <laughs> listeners? Please chime in if you know where that's from. <laughs> but um, but this concept of just trying new stuff yep. makes me—it's—it's it, very fun right now because uh, it's—I don't know if it's keeping me young, but it's just—it's just—it's <laughs> just helping me enjoy myself again in a world where for the last three years, four years, five years, it's all been the same game for me.
1: Was that Mike Myers?
0: I'm just—I'm not even gonna. Let the audience do the thing, and uh, so uh, one thing I do want to bring up, right? I guess just in closing, we'll each have a, a one little little bit. Um, for me, uh, I'll put in the in the show notes James Clear's "Equal Odds" uh, article rule. Equal because odds, rule, yeah, uh, rule or whatever. Because even though we, I think we've mentioned it on every podcast or every conversation at least, which essentially says and read it. It's a short and sweet thing. James is like our most featured
2: person in the past
0: month or two. So uh, it just essentially says every idea you have has exactly the same amount of probability of being a successful idea, right? Something like this, right? And it was he couches it a little bit differently, but the point, the takeaway, ends up being do as much as you can It's like of if you're an
1: author, any book that you write has the same chances of being yeah. the breakthrough yeah. hit. Or if you're a painter, any painting you paint.
0: Yep. Yeah. And so the point isn't how do I, which book should I write? It's right. write more books. Right. If you have 100 books out there, your chances are much greater of having a, a greater greatest hit, right? Yep. If you have 10 books out there, your chances are much lesser.
1: So it, applied to this, it would be get, gain more skills. Yeah. And see gain, which of them... Yeah.
2: Is useful. Yeah, because you never know which one you're going to be able to build a business and, and, uh, around. And mm-hmm. check out
1: um, Josh Kaufman's book, The First, First
2: 20, 20 Hours. hours yep. It's it's,
1: it's an interesting concept, rapid skill acquisition, and this yeah. idea that the majority of people out there have never tried to learn like a lot of stuff. Yeah. And if you just spend 20 hours on it, or a 100 hours on mm-hmm. something, you're going to be better at it than 99.9% of people out there. Yeah. And that might be enough taste for you to decide if yeah. it's worth mm-hmm. pursuing longer term. Definitely.
0: Here's my closing bit. Uh find the enthusiast in you. Yeah, and and allow yourself to be that like four year old at an air show, just going like, Yeah and being mm. fired up and try and scribbling on a piece of paper. It's so, it looks so bad. Like when I even today, there's, there's still the things that I do, except for that pee that I drew in my notebook, which looks awesome. Uh drew a real good pee-pee. But uh
2: That will not be in the show notes. That, <laughs> that won't be in it the show like notes. It was like
1: from Napoleon Dynamite yeah. at the end when he just drew d- <laughs> all over <laughs> his notebook all the time <laughs> exactly but uh, it starts out so bad
0: but uh, for some reason I, I was still interested enough to keep going that's what it was like to learn how to play guitar yeah. that was what it was like to because you, you're playing something in, in like that Arrowgrass quote about uh, how far you are from what you want it to sound like mm-hmm. you have better taste than you're capable mm-hmm. of doing uh, but just stick with it mm-hmm. because yeah. this is how everybody who got to the level that you admire got there yeah. is by just pursuing that through the delta the grind Mm-hmm. Anything else, guys?
1: Uh, I'm going to say, and and this applies especially to people who they feel like I don't know what I'm passionate about. You know, mm-hmm. go sign up for a couple of courses mm-hmm. on some things that are well-established topics already, yeah. and just get into that feeling of what it's like to acquire new skills, even if they're basic. Even if it's taking a sailing class, or maybe getting a motorcycle permit, or mm-hmm. taking your dog to training, or taking a cooking class, or whatever. Do one of those things where it's like I. Attend for four weeks, and at the end of it, I know how to do something because yeah. somebody taught me that, and and get into that mode, and again. do it
0: outside of your area of expertise right yeah. now. Right. Do it outside of your your where you're making so like a cooking course. Maybe we should just say everybody who listens to the show should go do a <laughs> cooking course if they're not go to cooking because like I want to do that so bad. Do it. Why don't you? It's stupid. It's not stupid no, it's at all. It's stupid of me not to do it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> hey, baby uh no i love this i just think you know be curious uh you're gonna feel really super dumb the first time you show up to cooking class Mm -hmm. and you don't know a damn thing yeah so uh just be okay with that laugh about it you know have some fun and uh don't be scared of it i've been chased have some fun reeves
1: Hmm. i've been corbett (laughs) bar
0: oh man i've been very (laughs) close We'll see y'all later. will see y'all <laughs> on another time. We'll see y'all sometime. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Fizzleshow.co slash seventy-seven. There are tons of notes on this episode uh, and a bunch of great links, including that Kathy Sierra talk. It is so good. I really can't can't get you, like i don't know what to say to get you to do that it's probably the most important uh presentation i've ever seen in my entire life is that worthwhile i mean i watch it every single year it's on the list it's great and you'll find it right at fizzleshow.co slash 77 if you know anyone who would love this episode could you would you do us a favor and just share it with them i mean your friends are out there literally dying you know they want to build something that they care about but they're just wil- wiltering wiltering wilting away in their cubicles, uh, they want to support themselves. They want to do something that they think is cool that that'll energize them. And, and you're and you're sitting on this podcast. You're not even sharing it with them. How rude! How selfish! But you could change that. You could turn that all around right now and send this episode to a few friends. A few friends. Send it to a few friends. Email it to someone. Go to fizzleshow.co Co/77 and just copy the URL and say, "Hey, Terry, I you think you'd like this. Maybe. Who knows." here's a great review from joey augustin in itunes funny thoughtful and inspiring he says i almost never miss a show i am i'm a member of fizzle and i'll tell you why these guys care they care about seeing you succeed and they have fun along the way as great as a show as it is it just scratches the surface of how they're helping people oh joey that's so cool thanks man Uh, and thanks to all of you who have left us itunes review reviews recently it's been awesome to go through those and, uh, yeah, you know what, by the way, I absolutely love hearing from you guys. When you, uh, write in a question, when you send us an email at at fizzle.co, when you leave us an iTunes review, when you, whatever, send a carrier pigeon, I love hearing from you, and I want, I want to do a, a round of s- some more Q&A shows, which means we need some of your cues. If you've got a question, what's, what, like, let me ask you this right now, think, th- and as you're driving in your car, or as you're whatever, just stop for a second, okay, yo, it's just a podcast outro, just stop, okay, we'll just stop for a second. What's what's the very next thing that you have to do in your business? What's one thing that's coming up in the next several months that you're a little bit worried about? You don't really know how to p- proceed with. You maybe are a little confused about. What's one thing that you struggle with? We made it really easy for you to ask us that question, so we can share our advice on it. Right? I mean, apparently, that's that's valuable to some people. We have been there before, probably. So just go to fizzleshow.co/slash ask that's fizzleshow.co slash ask do it today uh, and as soon as possible and we'll try to get your question answered on the next show how about them apples huh huh i like you guys a lot okay learn some skills count some bills on the way you'll collect some thrills try some pills but don't take fills (laughs) he's real sensitive about his pills (laughs) find care take care serve hard and dig in thanks i'll talk to you next fizzle friday